Hi, I'm Helen Joy Butler, and this is Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality, a weekly podcast series where we talk about sanctuary, spirituality, and everything in between. As a sanctuary creator and elemental space clearer, I help people create sanctuary in their homes and lives in practical, emotional, and spiritual ways. In this podcast, we will be talking about sanctuary, spirituality, alignment, intention, and much more, all in the hope of supporting you on your own sanctuary and spiritual journey. I invite you to take time to pause, to settle in with today's episode, and if it feels right, to spend time journaling your thoughts and learnings afterwards. Because it's when you embody these learnings that you will achieve greater alignment in all aspects of your life. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to this episode of Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality. Today we have a lovely sanctuary chat with Darina Kors. Darina is a certified practitioner of feng shui and space clearing and is a modern day Sherlock Holmes. The mysteries Darina solves, however, are of the energetic kind, involving the homes and workspaces of her mostly female entrepreneurial clients. Best known as the space doula, Darina geeks out on sleuthing the root causes of whatever's keeping her clients from living their dreams. Her tips and strategies on how to use the energy of a home or workspace to change the patterns that show up in our life have been featured in the Simply Spaced blog, as well as on podcasts including the Brody Welch Show, Blog Talk Radio, The Breaking Free Show and Hay House Radio. Dorina and I have a lovely conversation. I'm really hoping that you enjoy it. Let's go see what she has to share with us today. Hi, Dorina. Welcome to the podcast. It's beautiful to have you here with us today. Hi, thank you. So good to be here. Now, we need to remind listeners that you have been on this podcast before and we had to dig out the date because it feels like such a long time ago that we had this conversation. But the reality is it's about six months ago that Darina and I spoke and the episode was called Sanctuary in the Time of Coronavirus. And we had really only just gone into that space, into that first lockdown period, and it was toward um, the end of March that that episode went out. So it's beautiful, firstly, Darina, to have you back with us about six months later, but also interesting to observe what's gone on in our world in that time and I'm sure we'll touch mm-hmm. on some of that today but before we do can you just give us more about you who you are the awesomeness you do in the world yeah yeah sure I, I can't believe it's been six months it's been the longest days I mean it's gone fast but it feels long I mean it's just the time it's like this weird time this weird time um, so I am, I'm Dorena. I'm also known as the space doula and I use the practices of, you know, primarily feng shui. I actually have a background in organizing and I'm also a certified clutter clearing coach. Um, but 
then I dove into feng shui and space clearing. And so I brought that in and that's really where the magic is and helping um, people see how their homes mirror their lives and then what changes to make in their homes and their workspaces so that we can shift the energy in their, um, in their businesses and in their life. Yeah, amazing. And of course, you know, we had a mutual friend connect us many yeah. years ago. And so we need yeah. to say thank you to her because she has a passion as well for organizing and feng shui and energy work. Mm -hmm. And she just, I think she probably saw synchronicities in you and me and the work that yeah. we have out in the world. So it's so amazing to have you here. I feel like we need to dive straight into this feng shui um, kind of space okay. most, mostly because a couple of weeks ago you and I had a session and mm -hmm. so that was a back to business feng shui session mm -hmm. apologies my braces sometimes get in the way when I speak and saying feng shui <laughs> is actually quite tricky um, <gasps> yeah uh, so you and I met for this back to business session mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. From my perspective, I knew my office space wasn't really working for me. So let's start there. So we met, okay. had, shared the process a little bit because I know how that worked, but you've obviously had lots of experience with clients and doing this kind of work by distance because I think a mm -hmm. lot of people think that maybe they need a feng shui expert or even a space clearing expert or an organizer to come into their home to do the work mm -hmm. with them, which of course is a possibility, but we don't necessarily need to do that. So can you share our journey a little bit around that back to business session and how that worked? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And it is, I mean, the beauty of Zoom and is amazing because we can do our work uh, virtually. And a lot of times I will talk about the session being messy for a while. Like I like to, I'm really um, looking for patterns. And when you look for patterns, I feel like it's like digging through, you know, maybe doing some gem mining. You know, if you're looking for crystals and you're shifting things out, that's pretty much what we did um, for a while where I just ask a lot of questions, particularly when um, we're on the personal side is really understanding um, your life and understanding you and where you want to feel more expansive, where you might feel constricted. And I think that's the, that's the starting point. And then I take all of that information and I put it through the filter of the Bagua map. And so the Bagua map is an energy map and it shows there's a business Bagua and then there's a, the house Bagua. So, and they're pretty much the same. There's a few little tweaks in it. But the business Bagua shows what area of your workspace relates to what area of your business. And then house would be your house in your life. Um, and so when I see, you know, where you want to feel more expansive, then I'm looking in particular areas because I can, we lay the Bagua map, we lay this map over your floor plan of your workspace. And I can say, oh, the back left is your wealth area and the back right is your relationship area. And then all of a sudden we can start seeing patterns and, um, and so I, I start putting pieces together. I ask questions and I see how things are positioned in your space and then suggest the changes that are going to help you feel more empowered. Yeah. Amazing. So and, good. and cause Helen being Helen got in that day. <laughs> oh my gosh. You like dove in so fast. I think you sent pictures like hours later. I mean, we're what 12 or 13 hours apart. 
And it was like, look what I did. I don't think I had even gone to bed yet. <laughs> oh, well, see, that just shows I was really motivated and I was, you know, key to do it because I'd done some feng shui work on my property before. I'd had a, a friend who used to do feng shui years ago when we first moved into this house come in and help me, you know, make some changes and and just, you know, make the space work for us because we had never lived in this house, right? But this particular office that I work in, my desk had been, when after, you, sorry, backtrack a little bit. When you and I met, the location mm -hmm. of my desk was the third location it's ever been in, in this room. <laughs> So I'd moved it from, you know, position one to position two, and that was currently position three. And then interestingly, after our session and your suggestions and advice, my desk is now back in position one, where it was all those years ago when we first moved into this house. I find that mm -hmm. really interesting. It is. And I think, I think one of the things that happens, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day is that we are like, I had a client who um, you're going to get a kick out of this, who said she's moving into like the house her last house, like this is it. And she wants me to come and literally place everything in its spot. Like it's forever spot. And I was kind of like, okay. Okay. But it, it can't because we are these like, spiritually evolving people and you know we're on this spiritual evolution and we go higher and higher on the spiral you know and we do all this personal development work and and as we shift our space has to shift we like we can't and we can't just time stamp it and say okay we're, we're done because then we'd be stuck we wouldn't be growing anymore and so that's what's kind of it's fascinating and because right now i think you moved back into the creativity area if i'm remembering right Yes. And, and you're so amazing at like what you're creating and you're birthing, like you're in the midst of birthing new things. And so it's, it just felt really good. So ideally, so let's talk about that because, and let's use it because an, an analogy is pregnancy, which obviously kind of makes sense. So, you know, growing, creating something is taking some time to be birthed, right? Mm -hmm. So currently mm -hmm. I'm sitting in the creativity space. Would over time, it makes sense to then move to another area. And I'm just going to think about me because the, the, the thing with me is that I create and then I create and then I create and then I create. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. not common for Helen to create and then spend, say, six months in um, a non-creation space, with, particularly within my business, within that one, you know, perhaps offering or, or service. There's often lots of things going on. So do you see me, for example, or anyone listening who's you know, interested in this, staying in that same space? Or as you've already said, we do evolve over time. So then it would make natural sense to move the desk, for example, to a different location. What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. It's an interesting. I had. I had. It's an interesting question. It's almost like move your desk through this like business. You know, like as you're on this business journey, you're like shifting your desk. So there are two thoughts. One is that um, both places where your desk was when we started and where your desk now, both are in the power position. And so I 
I think that's the most important thing. So you, you have the luxury of being able to move around your office. Sometimes people can't, you know, we can't actually, like for me, I probably have one place I can have my desk and my workspace that makes sense. Um, and so the power position is going to be where we have a solid wall behind us so that we feel supported and we can't, there's no lions and tigers, oh my, about ready to like look over our shoulder. Um, and I can see my door. So from where I'm sitting, I can see my door. So anybody walking in can't sneak up on me and I can see my window outside. So I have a really good peripheral of everything that's going on and I'm looking out. I'm not facing a wall. I'm, you know, and like you, right, we're looking, we have vision and we're visionaries and we, and we want, we don't want to be like have a wall in front of us because that doesn't give us as much expansiveness. Um, so that's the first thing. So that kind of takes priority, I think. Um, and, but if you have more than one space, more than one power position like you do, it would be interesting because the other one for you specifically that you could sit in is fame and reputation, what you want to be known for. So it might be super interesting to create, like, okay, I created this. Now I'm going to move into the fame and this is what I want to be known for. And so I don't like, it could be a fun test of let's stop creating and actually dive deep into this thing and really shine the light on what you've created mm. in order to expand. That mm. could be a, I, it could be kind of fun. I think, oh, yeah, that's, that's really lighting my boat. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, really I, I'm just, this is, I, I know. And so the other place, and, and so let's say, you know, for people listening or, or myself even, that, that we can't, um, we can't change our entire desk. We can't change where we are, but there's other ways to anchor along that process, right? So there's the area of our workspace that's creativity and productivity. So you could put something, let's say your desk's not there, but you could still anchor an intention in that space. Or you could anchor an intention like, oh, okay, so my intention right now is to actually create, but now that's done and I want to get my message out into the world. So then there's an area related to travel and helpful people that's getting your message out. So then that thing that you created, let's say it was a book you wrote, you could take the title, you know, like design the cover and then that could sit in the travel and helpful people because you now you want to get your message out so yeah beautiful i'm going to do that i've been rethinking about my book <laughs> so i can actually do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and yeah. The, the thing i love about this is it, you know, it brings me so much joy because it's part of it is play um you know it's right. serious it's serious mm -hmm. and and you know we really want perhaps to create a beautiful thing or we really want to help people to help us in the world or we really want to get our message out or whatever the thing is but at the same time, we can play with that with our own unique style, our own unique mm -hmm. creative bent, if you like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's in some ways, like when we do the, the office whispering, kind of what we did in your office, or I do a house whispering, and I'm looking at patterns, and we uncover them. And some of it's like, you know, like I have um, one client who it was things around her mom that she needed to change or, or she wanted some patterns she wanted to, to shift around her relationship. And when we talked about shifting those patterns in her space, she's like, oh my gosh, this is fun. Like, oh, even I can add some soft throws here to make it feel more nurturing because she didn't have a real nurturing relationship with her mom. And so that is a super fun way to do it as opposed to, um, having to figure it out or, you know, not that like therapy and, and um, coaching definitely has, they go together really well, 
but sometimes I can feel heavy. So this is that playful way to, to shift things. Yeah. So let's talk about your laundry room. Cause I know that you did a little bit of that in there because, and the oh reason I want to choose that space is because when we think of a laundry room, we think of perhaps utilitarian stuff. It's a doing place. It just kind of cleans stuff and washes stuff mm -hmm. and whatever. But I know that you made some changes in that space, which from my viewing of the photographs was fun. Oh my gosh. I just want to sit in my laundry room. Can I tell you how often I do laundry? It's so funny because my <laughs> husband orders, he now orders the laundry detergent because it's some like chemical free, what, you know, whatever. And he has it on an auto buy, you know, so it shows up every whatever. And he's like, you need to like, this needs to last until mid September. So maybe don't do like such small loads. And I'm like, no, I love being in the laundry room. <laughs> so I'm like washing all the time. Um, but what, so what happened was, oh gosh, it's just been such a journey. My laundry room is associated with my ancestral family um, area of my home. So in feng shui, it's the area of my home related to those patterns that get passed down from generation to generation. So when you hear your mom's voice come out of your mouth and you're like, oh man, I sound like my mom or your grandmother, you know, and you see those patterns that, um, literally generationally have, have gotten passed down the line. So I recognized I was having no fun in my business. And I was like, why? Like, what is it? Like what I knew is in my house. Like I always go to my house. So whenever I'm feeling off, I'm like, do your work. And so I'm like, where is this showing up in my house? And I was like, oh, my laundry room, everything is broken. So the, we had like linoleum up for the flooring and it was ripped because my husband would have to pull out the washer when it would break and he can fix everything so he would fix it and then push it back so that got ripped in the in the moving in and out the light overhead never went on all the way like you'd turn it on and it wouldn't go on so you'd have to turn it off and turn it back on until it would stay on um and there's like five or six other things but everything was broken and so when i thought about it i was like oh my gosh my laundry room's tired and, and that's the pattern in my family that had gotten passed down that generationally, um, my, both sides of my family are both, um, of German descent. And there's that really just, you work hard, you work hard. They were farmers on both sides of my family and, and there was, they were Baptists. So there was like my mom and my dad, they couldn't dance or any, you know, so anyhow, very serious, very working hard. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my laundry room and it's exhausted. So everything's broken. So come Christmas, not this past Christmas, the Christmas before, I was like, we're doing a whole laundry makeover. So we tiled the floor. I bought a new washer and dryer. We put this industrial light up, painted the walls, all the, all the things. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Like, look at me. And then fast forward. Um, and I have a private Facebook group um for my business and i said one day i was like i think i should invite everybody to come tour my house i think that would be super fun like i could show them feng shui through my house whimsical idea which typically is what happens to me i'm like i have an idea and i'm like oh let's go do it without thinking through it so i'm literally on my camera taking everybody through my house and i'm like oh this is this this is this having lots of fun and then all of a sudden we like round the corner to the laundry room and i was like oh and I couldn't back up because I was like, oh, and here's the laundry room. But I all of a sudden saw it like through their eyes. 
And I'm like, oh, time to go. <laughs> Don't want to show you this. But I mean, it was like freshly painted, new appliances, everything. But what I realized is it was so utilitarian and functional. And I was like, oh yeah, that's how I got in my business. I went from working really hard and being exhausted to just being like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And I wasn't having any fun. So um, we did makeover number two, much to my husband's chagrin. <laughs> and so, um, and this happened right before um, I'm in the state, in, in the United States, in um, North Carolina. And we had a sheltering at home order um, on March 15th. And so kind of interesting that my wallpaper, which is orange and vibrant, and it has these turtles, it has these great turtles on it, and they have this like tribal pattern on them, um, came and was hung. The guy, the wallpaper um, gentleman came and hung it on March 13th. And then we had a sheltering at home order on March 15th. And so I had these like from Pottery Barn have like, the whiteboard calendar and a cork board, like that whole system where like the whole command center and that was in my laundry room so that we knew what we were going to do, who's doing what, like it was all laid out, but I didn't want to put it back on my, um, I didn't want to hang it up because I didn't want holes in the wallpaper. And so then um, COVID hit and I was like, I'll never forget. It was Monday. My husband didn't go to work. I didn't take my son to school. His judo was canceled like everything, we couldn't go anywhere. And I was like, I have no schedule. I have no calendar. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't have a calendar hung up anymore either. But like literally the universe just like everything slowed down at the exact same time I hung up my wallpaper. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. That's perfect. <laughs> and then one last, my last piece to this, which I think is super funny, is that um, I ordered a really, really pretty chandelier in there. And because my husband was like, why are we putting like such a fancy light in the laundry room? I'm like, because this is like our ancestral family. And like, so anyhow, so that light was back ordered for about five months and it wouldn't come and it wouldn't come. And then it literally FedEx, it came, it finally arrived in my town and FedEx drove around with it for like four days and kept saying they didn't have the right address. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Like, I still have resistance on shining the light on this, that there was still, like, I knew it was an energetic thing, that I was still blocking shining the light on the slowness and the joy. So. And when did it arrive? It arrived just recently. Just recently. Oh, interesting. Maybe for a month it's been up. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I love that yeah. story. Thank you for sharing yeah. with us. Because I think it shows that we don't, just because the space is a practical space doesn't mean it has to not have a really cool light or really cool wallpaper or whatever. Right. Yeah. My husband thought it should, didn't need to be redone, but you know, <laughs> he knows who he's living with. So it's, um, yeah, so it's super, it's super fun. And we actually, the la the other thing that we recently put up, um, was a um gosh the name now is gonna escape me oh shoot a mezuzah so my husband is from uh is jewish and he actually um is not has not practiced and it's interesting I, we had a conversation around how he really 
um, stepped away from his faith and his culture more so because of some things that happened at childhood where um, his father's deli was the target of some hate crimes and his father didn't want to erase. So on the deli, they had painted like swastikas and some ugly language on it. And his father was one who didn't want to um, have it taken off because he wanted people to see it, like to see what had happened. And that was very embarrassing for my husband. He was a little boy at the time. And so there was a couple of these instances and it was interesting how he disowned that piece because he didn't feel safe. And this ancestral family piece is all about us feeling safe because in order for us to, sh to show up, we have to feel safe. Um, and so we, the mezuzah is uh, in the Jewish tradition, you put it in a doorway. And so it's this really pretty, it's like in the doorway, the laundry room. And, and so. it sounds to me like he's starting to reclaim that part of himself as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was, that was, that was super cool. That's amazing. It just shows how powerful this work can be when, when you might take it from, you know, a, a bagua map and perhaps from a, you know, seriously perspective, but then we can make it fun and we can bring joy into the process and mm -hmm. then the impact it has. And I can tell you from, you know, shifting my office within, you know, a blink of an eye after <laughs> meeting with you. So fast. Um, I know, so fast. There's already shifts and changes happening in my yeah. world. Um, and I'm going to guess that was probably about two weeks ago, maybe we had that conversation. Uh -huh. um, so it doesn't take a long time. Um, but I do love the, uh, the, the energy behind the fact that your light didn't want to find you for such a period of time. Like that, that's really intriguing. And it kind of shows yes. to me anyway, that everything happens in the perfect timing. <laughs> Yes. And there was, you know, I probably would have to go back astrologically. I'm sure there was stuff involved in there. And, but it, it was like, I knew, and I kept saying, like, I need to let go. And when I let go, it will come, you know, but, and so it was, then it just got to be funny. I was just like, like, I would watch the FedEx delivery, you know, it'd be like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> like I was going to drive around town looking for the FedEx truck. And then I was like, oh. It's okay. It will It'll come, come when it's meant to come. Yeah. Do you find that there is a, a theme, a consistent theme with the people that are coming to you in regards to either, you know, the type of person or is it mostly women versus men? Um, is there a particular part of their lives that they're wanting to shift? Like, is there a general theme mm -hmm. that you've seen? Yeah, because I think I attract people like me. <laughs> Um, there is a, mainly women. Um, I was interesting because I was having um, a conversation um, with a company called a startup here in the States called Avail Divorce. Um, and they offer um, support to people going through a divorce. And I have some of uh, um, some videos I provided them. And so anyhow, and we were talking and I was like, I, I don't attract as many men. It tends to be more of a um, and that's, I think that's shifting. I do think that is all shifting, but for right now that's, um, and it's, it's entrepreneurs because, and I, um, I love, I adore working with entrepreneurs because I think we are the gutsiest people out there because it's easy like to go out your, well, maybe not today, but to leave your home and go to a work, to an office and have a boss who tells you what to do and 
you know, you work, go from nine at five o'clock, you come home. Like that's easy, but to like build a business and to put your heart on the line, especially one that you're passionate about and you believe so wholeheartedly in, like that takes guts and courage and it triggers every little part of ourselves. So um, that's a lot of who I work with. And the, what the issue piece is the being seen. Um, because I think it's, we are putting our heart out there and we're so connected with what we offer and it means so much and it can be tender when we put it out in the world. So I think that's, um, and the interesting thing is sometimes the energy is what people will come to me and say, I want to be seen, but that's not necessarily. So how we are seen in the world is fame and reputation, that area of the Bhagwa map, but that's not always where the energy's off because, or like wealth, I want to make more money. That, that will be a big thing. I just want to make more money. It's not about making more money. Like when I kind of energetically look at the patterns and kind of like backtrack through it, I'll find it in ancestral family. I'll find it in the inner knowledge area, you know, not, not connecting with ourselves. I'll find it in the center of the home um, where people haven't, you know, connected the center of our home is the heart of our home, you know? So I see it in other areas that inf ultimately influences the wealth or the being seen, but it starts like I can, I can, I can backtrack to, to where it actually, where it, the, the block actually is. Yeah. And you and I discussed some of that when we had our session together, because I know that you asked me about my, you know, upbringing and my family mm -hmm. and those kind of things. And that helps you create that little thread um, to energetically backtrack to really get to the root of the thing, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I just love that. So yeah. let's, um, I know we both um, love this word sanctuary. Yes. <laughs> But let's talk about it. What does it, like when you hear that word, say you hadn't heard of Helen and you hadn't heard of Sanctuary Wood before and someone says, hey, what do you think of this word? Um, you know, what does that evoke in you? What does that bring up for you? Um, I think the first thing is I think of peace. You know, Sanctuary feels like someplace that's peaceful, um, protected, safe. I think safety for me is such a big thing. You know, as I grew up in a household where I didn't feel safe. My dad um, was an alcoholic, and so things were chaotic. Um, so that sense of safety, and that's where sanctuary feels like um, freedom, like freedom to be myself. Like it's a space that I get to be me, and not have to not have to shy away from that. Yeah, that's gorgeous. I love that. And it's it's interesting because whenever I ask that question of people, two things kind of come up for me. One is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which mm -hmm. has got, you know, safety and those mm -hmm. basic needs at the base of it. Uh, but also I think of base chakra, uh, which relates, of course, to grounding, feeling safe in the world. So mm -hmm. I think the more that we can work on that aspect of ourselves, but connect, and we've said it a few times, connect with this concept of joy, connect with this concept of who I am, um, to then you know, bring it together to make whatever your own sanctuary thing is. Um, yeah. Because I know for me, and I'm not sure about you in regards to professional organising, but a lot of people 
when I was in that space, they just wanted their house to look nice. Um, they wanted to look yes. good. <laughs> but there's so much more to this concept of sanctuary, right, than just having a house that looks good. Yeah, and I think that's probably, like, I know we both moved away from that, you know, that professional organizing space, and that was, like, I remember, like, I loved it, and it was frustrating as all get out because people do just want, like, just make it look pretty. I'd be like, no, let's find out why it's like it is. And it was just like, no, just please make it look pretty. You know, so it's, there is so much to it. There's so much depth to, um, to it. And I just, I love how you put sanctuary together and the different aspects of it is just so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I know that um, before we started this conversation too, we were talking about our star signs and how much... <laughs> I said, I've got a lot of Scorpio in my chart and you're saying you've got a lot of cancer in your chart. So, you know, water, depth, feeling, it's what we do. It's what we're good at. And we can pick up on that energetically mm-hmm. really easily. Definitely a superpower. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So is let's, that emotional? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Emotions. <laughs> we're very good at that. <laughs> we are super good at emotions. <laughs> Uh, so what, what are some of your Dorina's sanctuary or spiritual practices? Like on a daily basis, mm-hmm. what keeps you, you know, on not firing on all cylinders from a, you know, I can run a marathon perspective, but from mm-hmm. a I'm grounded, I'm connected with my heart energy. What are those things that you do that are just unique to you? Um, yeah, well, maybe the way I do them. So I do, um, I do have a meditation practice and it, it might look different than a lot of people because I allow myself to be in bed laying down. I don't get up. Like, um, when I wake up typically, well, not always to an alarm, but when I wake up, um, if I get out of bed, I am so, uh, um, ADHD, you know, where I just like, I'm like, Oh, got to do this, got to do this. And and I know that the minute my feet hit the ground, I will, because it's also my, um, the first thing in the morning is my best doing time. And I just get hooked into that. So I literally, um, I have, um, a meditation I do from Wayne Dyer and I can't remember. It's, it's the same one I've done for years. Um, and I do self Reiki at the same time. And so I, you know, I always, I have my hands on my on my sacral and my heart chakra and I do my meditation. Um, so that's kind of like, do not stop, you know, do not pass, go do that before anything else. Um, and then most mornings I try to walk. I try to be outside and walk because that really helps. That's like my creative. That's when I let the, that's when all the ideas come is when I walk. Yeah. Although in my meditation, I've been struggling with, um, not struggling, but I'm, I'm decluttering my business. I'm like, Ooh, how are we, we going to simplify it, bring more sanctuary into it? And, and so I was in meditation and I was really like spirit, like what did you, what, like, I'm not, sometimes I yell, <laughs> I'm like, tell me what to do. Not in my meditation, but like in my mind, I'm just like, come on, like, please, I need to see this. Um, and I, I saw at the very end, so I meditate, you know, sometimes for 20 minutes, sometimes for 40 and 39 of the minutes are monkey brain. And one minute is pure like bliss. (laughs) And so that last minute I saw the word right on like a chalkboard. 
And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be writing. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now show me how to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me, how to do that. <clears throat> and I have to clear my, my throat now. Yeah, because you don't want to share the, <laughs> the words. <laughs> so, so that's part of my practice. Um, and then I... I guess I'm going to consider this part of my spiritual practice. I look for signs. I am so about signs. I just, I was talking to the dragonfly. I was at a stop sign, um, a stoplight with my son. And I'm like, oh, look, the dragonfly is here for us. Because it literally is sitting, like I watch it come up to the car and then it literally is in the windshield. And I'm like, oh, what message do you have for me? Um, so I'm very aware, um, particularly animals and insects. Um, um, and then I use my, my Oracle, my angel cards a lot too. That's also part of my, kind of my practice of, okay, what energy is here? What energy is here right now to work with? Mm. And I know we're both sitting with our crystals at the moment too. <laughs> yeah, no, we have crystals. <laughs> I, I need to say too that I also meditate lying down. Oh, good. Um, I, good. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you know, I do and have been known to sit up and meditate, but my mm -hmm. regular practice is always when I'm lying down. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm doing that to go to sleep. Um, it's, mm -hmm. You know, I can be lying in bed at night meditating and be in a really deep meditative state and then roll over and now I'm awake. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where some people will go into that sleep space. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband gets up earlier than I do, or I'll have my headphones. I make sure my headphones are right next to my bed too, in case I, you know, he's still in bed. So. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So is your husband, um, he's okay now with the, all these conversations. The reason I'm asking this, of course, is because I've had many conversations with my husband over my spiritual evolution time. <laughs> um, you know, they, sometimes it takes a little bit for our partners to catch up and perhaps the listener is experiencing this as well you know perhaps they're just trying to find themselves or start on their own spiritual journey and they're thinking but my partner you know my partner's not going to get me or whatever so share your your story yeah so they don't always get you you know and that's why we have helens in our life you know <laughs> like that's why we have our tribe of of friends and colleagues who who get us um and so my husband's an engineer it's, it couldn't be further from you know but but is so completely open to and non-judgmental about anything so that's like such a gift um in my life is that he's open to all of it and like i'll say i'm weird and he's like well yeah you're weird but that's good you know <laughs> you know like or, and so he really holds me to, um, cause you know, like we do, we don't so often don't feel like we belong and we do seem like we're on the fringe of things and, and he'll like constantly remind me own that, like own that, that is good. Um, even though he doesn't necessarily share it. So he's super, super supportive in that way. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. I feel like I yeah. probably didn't. No, no, I think it's lovely. Um, because often some of the fear of us opening up to ourselves is our own fear and mm -hmm. not what we're going to receive in return from our loved ones. And I think that's what I'm hearing from what you shared, um, that 
showing up, firstly, having that tribe to support you, who get you, mm-hmm. doesn't have to necessarily be your partner, your family, those who you might traditionally say are close to you. Right. And, you know, so one thing that I, for me, is so I've got three kids, one who's 12, but then I also have a 22, almost 22 and a 26-year-old. And so the older two um, have always thought like, oh, mom's, you know, mom's woo-woo stuff, mom's, you know, like, and really dismissive of it until recently because my daughter has the gift. She has the same intuitive gift that I do that her grandmother did that her great-grandmother did. And all of a sudden her third eye has opened and, and now to see that. So sometimes, and, and like the connection we have now has just been an amazing, like amazing conversations. And she finally is like, oh, I can learn from you. I can, and it's just, instead of being like really pushing away, and so I think my point is that sometimes we just, we need to, to own it ourselves. Um, and that's why we need our sisterhood around us, you know, to, so that we can feel solid and secure in that because there are going to be people pushing back. But for me, it, it was 22 years, but oh my gosh, worth the wait, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to finally, to, to have that confirmation, but even without it to still, it's like, it's, that's part of the, the spiritual practice, right? Stay grounded in ourselves because uh, there will be pushback from those around us. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is what I think I'm um, sharing through the work I do is like coming back to ourselves because we've had so many reasons not to through our lives. Um, yeah. And no matter whether you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90, um, now is the time to come back to yourself, to your truth. Um, And to know, it's interesting, I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more. I do these lives on um, Thursdays on my Facebook page. Uh And I'm going to, there's a topic forming for the next one around this concept of how can I still you know, be true to me and stand strongly because I know you and I both identify as empaths, intuitives, psychics. These are people who feel emotions. We've already said that. Lots of Scorpio, lots of cancer, right? Um, And it can be really hard to stand what feels like solo in your space when from what you're seeing in your eyes and your mind and your life, is a lot of that pushback. Mm-hmm. And so there's like this instability between, well, it's easier just to show up as not me because then I won't get the pushback. But right. so, something in me is really needing to get out, needing to be heard, needing to be cracked open, needing to have the light shone on it so that I can then step more fully into me. And we, and in doing so, things can feel like we're kind of remember at the end of Greece on that wobble board thing when they kind of like (laughs) like rocking from side to side and they look like they're going to fall over it's a bit like it can feel like that yeah but even if you just have one person in your life that you can at least show up with and get them to hold your hand every now and again or let you cry or let you just talk um you really need that don't you Oh my gosh, so much because 
those are the people who show up when I say I quit. Like, I'm going to go scoop ice cream because this is, it's hard to stay in this space. I don't like to use the word hard, but it's challenging. It's, it's challenging to, um, to stay grounded, to stay within yourself. And one of the things, and you know, what, one of the aspects of what you teach is creating that sanctuary space, right? Like to have that space in your home to come and be like, whew, this is me, right? This is like um, your happy spot. And it could be a small spot. Maybe it's a whole room, but maybe it's just, you know, one spot that you can, you can show up and be yourself. And if it's the laundry room, that's okay. And then you have clean laundry. <laughs> and really cool turtles on the orange you know, wallpaper. Exactly. <laughs> Although I hate folding laundry, so I do a lot of it and then it gets piled upstairs and I'm like, oh, now I gotta go fold laundry. But, you know. uh, yeah. Well, that's related to whatever's upstairs now. <laughs> okay, right. It's not the laundry room anymore. <laughs> different space. Yeah, different space. So I think, I mean, we could talk forever, but I think I probably should start to um, wrap this up. So the very yeah. last thing I love to ask my guests is, if you could leave the listener with one piece of advice on their sanctuary journey, what would that be? It's probably because it's my life. I think it's my life lesson. It's not being afraid of letting go. Um, not being afraid of letting go. You know, and, and going after what you're passionate about and letting go of the things that are getting in the way, like decluttering those things out of the way. Because sometimes, um, they are so familiar that we don't realize that they're holding us back. So to be able to let those go and so that, and be yourself, like just come back to self. I think that is just to know how incredibly beautiful you are and to always come back. Let's come back to you. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. I got a lump in my throat there. Oh. <laughs> That's really nice. Oh, because we don't see it. We don't see it, you know, sometimes. I mean, sometimes we do, but I think it's, um, especially as empaths, as people who identify as being sensitive, it's, you know, the world can feel harsh. So mm. Um, mm. just know how beautiful, like each and every one, you know, everybody is. I had a conversation with a, another lady recently and she was saying to me that we all have enough negative stuff going through our own head. Why would I want to show up and add that to somebody else's life? So I just like to add to what you said, which is if we can show up you know, with kindness and grace and compassion and support for other people as well, um, regardless mm -hmm. of whether we, you know, uh, connected with them you know, emotionally, spiritually, or just go, you know what, they're allowed to have that thought and I'm just going right. to send them love and let them be. <laughs> just to be kind, like just kindness. I mean, ugh. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Darina, this has been amazing, but we need to let everyone know where they can find you. So what's the best place? Um, it's probably, there, my website is spacedoula.com. Um, but also I do have the private Facebook group called home base, um, which is also a great place to find, uh, to find me and hang out because it's just, it's fun. And we talk about this all day, yeah. but it's, um, it's under Facebook 
um, slash groups slash your home base is how it shows up. Okay, but cool. you, can, you can find it from Facebook. So yeah, from my and I'll, I'll share all of those links as well. Okay, uh, yeah, underneath so this, so people can just get you know straight there. I'm in home base and I love it. I love hanging out there and I love showing photos or seeing what other people have to share as well. It's, uh, I do. I like seeing everybody's picture. Not that you have to post pictures, like, but when people do, it's super fun. So. Yeah, it's very very fun. Yeah. Well, thank you, Drina. This has been an absolute thank delight. You. I'm so, so grateful that you were able to join us. And just to the listener, as a reminder, if you want to connect with Drina and my previous conversation, um, that was back on the 26th of March, 2020 on the podcast, and it's called Sanctuary in the Time of Coronavirus. I'm sure we said, shared some really interesting things in that conversation. That are still applicable. <laughs> At least over here on my side of the world, they're still applicable. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. Thank, thanks, Dorina. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today, talking about sanctuary and spirituality. I hope that the learnings you received in this episode are helpful for you on your own journey. But as always, I'm here to support you. So if you would like, please do reach out and share your thoughts with me and also please feel free to like share comment or review this episode if you'd like to connect with me more please go to my website helenjoybutler.com and i invite you also to join the sanctuary inner circle that's our beautiful group who talk about sanctuary spirituality and everything in between but until next time take care and much love